Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, welcome to A Mission Driven You. This is a podcast for people who want to do good and do well in the world. People who want to prosper, but also leave the world a better place for having been here. So I'm so glad you joined me today. Today is episode number 50. So we've been at this for 50 episodes now. There's nothing magical about 50. It's just sort of a temporal landmark, but it feels like something worth noting. And I'm so grateful for those of you that have been here from the beginning, those of you that are just joining. I'm just grateful you're here. You know, this is how we change the world. We change the world by having conversations about how to cover difficult topics, by having conversations about how to deal with things that uh, seem to be confronting us or they seem to be challenging us in the world. This is how we change the world. We change the world a conversation at a time, an idea at a time, and then an action at a time. It's when we get to work, when we get, when we get in action and begin to do things. And so today I'm actually talking about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. It's just me. I don't have any guests. I'm going to be doing more and more of just me for the next little while. So today it's just me. But I'm going to be talking about mastering the art of simplicity. This is something that's become really, really important for me. And I'm going to be laying out five strategies to master the art of simplicity to streamline your life. Now, if you are new, maybe you don't know as much about my story, or if you came from a link off of, off of Instagram or, or LinkedIn, or you were referred by somebody else, maybe you don't know as much about my story. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit because I think it's important to set a context for this question about simple and simplicity, about pursuing and, and the mastering the art of simplicity. So my story is that I had to rebuild my life later than most. So I had a certain amount of success in my life, an earned doctorate. I was had a certain amount of career success. I raised children. But I found myself in my 50s, in my early 50s, having crashed my life around me. For me, it had to do with substance abuse, but it really doesn't, almost doesn't matter what it was because often we find ourselves in these places where we pursued a course of action. Maybe it was a good course, maybe it was a bad course, but then we get to a place where we realize that we need a significant life reboot. And that's where I found myself a few years ago, about four years ago, I found myself in the place where I had to make changes, man. I mean, there was just what... What had been happening was not going to keep working. The things I had been doing were no longer helping me succeed, and I needed to make a substantial change. And some of this was happening during the time of COVID. So I had gone through some significant life events, events that had really brought me to my knees. And just as I was putting my life back together over, over a six-month to one-year period, then suddenly this global epidemic hit and shut the whole world down. And, you know, it, it would have been tempting to just go inward and burrow in. And I think that's what a lot of people did during COVID. And that's certainly what my worst temptations would have driven me toward. So I don't know if you share this trait, but I was somebody who had spent too much of my life making promises to myself that I didn't keep. I had spent too much of my life saying, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is going to be the year. This is the month. This is the day. We're going to make the big change now. And after decades of telling myself that, I got to the place where I just didn't believe myself. 
I thought I was full of shit. <laughs> you know, you hear this a lot in, in, in the world of recovery. People say, well, you know, I was going to change my life. I was going to make a change for the better. I was going to enter recovery. I was going to deal with this significant issue, whatever that is, alcohol, drugs, uh, you know, eating, shopping, gambling, whatever, whatever that change, that problem is and that thing you need to deal with. You often hear this in the rooms of recovery. Like I was going to, I was going to make the change, but my family, the people around me, my loved ones, they didn't believe me because I'd been telling them for years that I was going to make this change and I didn't do it. Well, that's true. And that's often very true. But here's what I realized was that of all the people who thought I was full of shit, first on the line was me. I just didn't believe me when I said I was going to change. I didn't believe me when I said I was going to, you know, like really address these systemic issues that had been keeping me from living out my purpose in my life. And then COVID hit. And I had the option of just burrowing in and, and, you know, crawling up on the couch with Netflix or trying to figure out how to do something to help other people. And it's hard to remember now back in 19, late 2019 and early 2020, and to imagine a world where most people hadn't heard of the technology called Zoom. But I had the good advantage of, I'd been using Zoom for a number of years at that point and was very comfortable with it. And so I made the offer to some friends. I said, hey, let's put together a gathering every morning for people that are trying to live a better life. We'll host it on Zoom. And this, it's this new technology. Maybe you've never heard of it called Zoom, but we'll host it and we'll bring people together and we'll, we'll listen to each other's experience, strength, and hope, and we'll figure out how to get through this crisis together. And I was able to do that. And I did that for almost a year. And then one morning I was... I was beating myself up. I'm like, oh, dude, you never do what you say you're going to do. You never follow through on your plans. You've got all these grand designs and, and you're always just turning in C-level work. And, and then I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, that's just not true. <laughs> in fact, here's what's really true. For a year, you've been dedicating an hour a day every morning to helping other people helping people get through this crisis, this global pandemic. You've been dedicating a year or an hour every morning for almost a year now to serving other people. What else could you do? You know, if you've read uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, you'll recognize what I'm talking about there is what we sometimes talk about as a keystone habit. So that became a keystone habit. It's a thing that I was doing every day consistently. So then I started asking myself, well, what what else could I do? <laughs> well, I know I could exercise before that meeting. So I got up and I started doing it. At first, I was exercising every day. Now I exercise three or four times a week, depending on the week. But at first, I was exercising every day before that because I had that keystone habit and I was able to tie another habit to that. A month or two later, I said, well, what if I change the way I think about my food and I started doing intermittent fasting? Um, and I was able to do that. And then I said, well, what if I changed my nutritional habits? And what if I did this? And what if I did that? And over time, while far from perfect, over the last three years, I've developed a set of what we could think of as, as consistent daily habits that I do every day that involve meditation and breath work and, and exercise and nutrition, and really trying to figure out how to show up as a better human in the world. Because I had a one consistent thing that I did that I built around it. Now, 
I was describing this habit to one of my coaching clients, this habit stack, and they said, well, you make it look easy. And my initial reaction was, no, it wasn't easy. But I realized it wasn't easy, but it was simple. It wasn't easy, but it was simple. And I realized how important that distinction is, the difference between easy and simple. So our brains are hardwired to do what's easy. That's why that's our brains evolutionarily evolved to help us understand, well, where do I find food? Where do I find clean water? How do I find a mate? How do I do this? How do I do that? Right? Those are things that we evolved our brains over time to do. And our brains, therefore, love customs and patterns and habits and norms because we don't have to think too hard to survive. Well, I don't know who you are or where you are listening to this, but I'm guessing most of the people listening to this podcast episode right now didn't wonder where they were going to go out and hunt for food today or gather fruits and berries. <laughs> like you didn't look for, you didn't think, hmm, where am I going to find clean water today? Right. So we have these, we have these components of our brain that were helpful for us in a time that just no longer matter. And we could think of those things as kind of falling into the category of things that are easy. Those are things that we've done over time consistently. And so they're easy to us. They, our brains are able to do them with a certain amount of ease because we don't have to work at it anymore. They're easy. But here's what I know from my own experience, and I'm guessing this is true from your experience as well, and that is that if you want to improve your life, if you want to grow, if you want to accomplish new things, things that are bigger than what you've done before, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to involve things that you've done before. You know, the human thriving is is when we have this right balance between the inputs and the outputs of our life, when we are learning and growing, and when we are creating new things, when we are putting good things out into the world. And being able to put out new things and better things and to grow in our own life involves doing things that we haven't done before, involves doing things that we're not good at necessarily, involves doing things that are not easy in that sense. And it's tempting often to think of those things as, well, then they must be hard. No, they're actually simple. Why don't we do them? We don't do them because our brains are hardwired for the easy, not for the new, not for the different. And so changing our lives, changing our outcomes, changing the way we live out our purpose is very simple, but it's not easy. It's simple in the sense that it's not overly complex. This is why when you read, <laughs> read any of the great classics of, of personal development literature, and you know, you might be looking for some deep insight. And the reality is it's the answers to developing yourself personally are usually pretty straightforward. They're not complicated, they're not complex. They involve doing the same things over and over again and getting better at it over time. And that's the importance, the important difference between something being easy and something being simple. You want to improve your life? It's simple. There are simple steps you can take that will help you change the outcome of your life. And possibly, I think if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you're 
hoping to be what, what one author calls a great ancestor. You're hoping to actually affect the world for the people who are coming after you, for your children, your grandchildren, future generations, if you don't have children. And there are, there are simple things you can do. And so today I want to talk about five ways that come out of my own experience, but these are ways that I have learned to master the art of simplicity. And here's the first way. I've learned that it's really important to simplify my environment. You know, if you look at uh, Marie Kondo's book uh, on, um, on, you know, finding joy, the, the joy in our things, if you look at, if you read, if you watch the Netflix show, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, right? It's about simplifying your possessions. And I think that's important, but really for me, it's even deeper than that. Simplifying your environment. If you look at Steve Jobs and Barack Obama, for example, one thing, one of the things that they share in common is they have or had, in Jobs' case, a very simple wardrobe. They don't have a lot of choices to make. And so they've simplified their environment. You know, especially in America, if you're listening to this in, in the United States, it's almost impossible to drive around America without seeing these storage units because Americans, we now have just so much shit that we actually have to rent extra storage spaces to keep it all. If you want simplicity, simplify your environment and simplify your possessions so you don't have to keep track of what you have. And also so that you can focus on quality over quantity. What does that give you? Well, it gives you a sense of calm. You're not keeping track. Your brain doesn't know not to keep track of all the things you have. And so simplifying your environment is going to give you a sense of calm. It's going to reduce stress. It's going to make it easier to find stuff. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to figure out you know, why you can't find that thing you've been looking for, maybe you have too many things. So one way that I have learned individually to master the art of simplicity is just to simplify my environment. And I'll, I'll share personally, I'm, I'm in the middle of a major transition. This episode is actually audio only because I, I can't even share my background right now because I'm in the middle of a crowded house. I just moved from one location to another and got a bunch of stuff. But I got to tell you, there's been great joy in getting rid of some of that stuff so that my brain doesn't have to keep track of it. So one way to master the art of simplicity is just to simplify your environment. The second is to simplify your daily routines, really to streamline your routines. This goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You know, when you find a keystone habit, a keystone habit is just something that you know you're going to be doing consistently and you're going to do it every day. Then ask yourself how you can begin to stack habits around that so that you are streamlining what you do. Well, I tell you, with, with AI, I have really seen the power of automating tasks and finding ways to allow intelligent devices to do what I used to have to remember to do in my brain. Another way to streamline routines that's been really important for me is I plan my week on my actual calendar or on my diary. So when I look at my Google calendar in a given week, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, even if those things are not, even if it's not client work or it's work that I'm being directly paid for, I have as much as possible my week scheduled out 
on Sunday for the for the week to come. So streamlining your routines and really simplifying your routines. So automating repetitive tasks, delegating, if you are able to do it, there's incredible power in hiring a virtual assistant or someone who can, that you can give basic tasks away to so that you can focus on your genius. You know, one of the ways to grow, one of the ways to develop yourself personally is to simplify your life so that you can focus on the things that you do well and that you know are your best contribution into the universe. And by simplifying your routines, you free up valuable time and you give yourself more energy for the meaningful pursuits, the things that you know you really want to focus on. The third area and the third way to master the art of simplicity is to communicate clearly. And this is another instance where AI and in in my case, ChatGPT has revolutionized my daily life, my weekly life, my, my world, my work. You know, there's just not enough time to communicate poorly when you are able to really get your communication down into a real simple, concise stream, then you can simplify your life because you're not having to explain things to people. You're communicating clearly. There's a quote. It's, I'm not sure if it, he actually said it or if it's apocryphal, but it's attributed to Mark Twain. He was writing to a friend and he said, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one instead. And it used to be true that if you wanted to communicate clearly and concisely, you had to spend a lot of time writing and rewriting, and there were red pencils involved. That's just not true anymore. With all the tools we have, ChatGPT, Grammarly, Hemingway, there are so many tools in the market where you can begin to communicate clearly. And by expressing yourself in a clear and straightforward manner, you're going to increase the chances of being understood, getting your message across the first time so that you don't have to keep repeating yourself. It's a real simple way of simplifying your life when you're able to say the thing you need to say once and be done with it, then you can move on. The fourth way to master the art of simplicity is through task prioritization. And there are different tools out there. And if you follow me, you'll see that I sometimes reference some different tools, including the Eisenhower matrix and things like that. But there are different tools. But really understanding the difference between the tasks that are going to actually matter to you and to what you're trying to contribute in the world, and then things that need to get done and things that can get done by other people. So finding ways to break down complex tasks into simple, actionable components, prioritizing them based on importance and urgency. And this is where I think understanding who you are and what you want to contribute in the world comes becomes so critical and important. So one of the processes I went through about two years ago is a, is a program called Lifebook. I don't get any spiff from recommending them, but I do recommend them. It's a program from Mind Valley called Lifebook, where you break down your whole life into 12 areas. And you really get a sense the 12th area is your life vision. You understand what it is you want to communicate, what you want to leave behind, what you want to contribute to the world. And when you've done that, you can then come back to that and look at the things that you're doing, your tasks that you're doing on a, on a, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, 
and simplify them in part by simply getting rid of all the things that you don't need to do. You know, we live in a world that is increasingly monetized by our attention. That's how Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, that's how they make money. They make money when we give them our attention. And so this fourth area, prioritizing your task, simplifying your task list is so critical. And when we understand who we are and what we want to contribute in the world, we can actually prioritize our tasks in a way that allows us to break down complex tasks into simple, actionable components, and then prioritize them based on importance and urgency. And then finally, the fifth way that you can master the art of simplicity is by simplifying your decision-making. So I talked earlier about wardrobe, and this is actually something I'm going through right now where I'm getting rid of some clothes and I'm simplifying down to a few basic colors. Because when it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm putting on my clothes, I don't really want to be thinking about all the different ways I might want to show up from a clothes perspective that day. That's crazy. So simplifying decision-making, and these clothing is one area that you can do it. Simplifying your possessions, as we talked about earlier, so you're not having to worry about which tool to use for which for which project. But really, it's 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 a matter of getting rid of all the complications you don't need. The most successful people I know, and I know some millionaires and I even know some billionaires. One thing that I definitely observe consistently is that they make very simple decisions. They don't spend a lot of time making decisions. They don't anguish. They don't spend a lot of concern or anguish over decisions. They simplify their decision-making. They, they know who they are. They know why they're here in the world. They have, whether you think of it from an OKR perspective or from a purpose perspective or even life book, as I mentioned earlier, they know what they're here to accomplish and they know the job that needs to be done. What's, you know, I was talking with a friend this past week and he was conveying this concept that he uses called what's the job to be done? And the idea is like, if you were to think about like a caveman was inventing a nail as a way of hanging up coats, well, what's the job to be done? The job to be done is to hammer the nail into the wall, right? And part of making our life simpler, which isn't always easy, is shedding all the things that we do not need to do so that our life is less complicated. Oftentimes what we think about as hard, we think certain things are hard and we think so not because they're hard necessarily, but because we haven't made them uncomplicated. Often we're doing things that don't need to be done. We're doing things, we're doing too many things. So really identifying our key objectives and key results, identifying our key criteria, our objectives, and only taking in inputs that relate to the outputs that we're trying to leave in the world by, by streamlining our overall decision-making process, we reduce that idea of analysis paralysis and we make our lives simpler. So let me just go over those five things again. What are five ways to master, master the art of simplicity? First of all, simplifying our environment, simplifying our routines, communicating clearly, prioritizing our tasks, and then simplifying our decision-making. And so by incorporating these concepts of easy versus simple into every aspect of our life, 
yes, we increase our productivity, we reduce unnecessary complexities, we create a more balanced and fulfilling lifestyle. But more than anything, what we do is we reduce the noise in our head. I don't know about you, but so often the the trash in my head that needs to get taken out on a daily basis is trash about just it's the chaos that I create for myself by making things seem more difficult than they are or than they need to be. And so what I hope you get out of today's episode is this idea that life is never going to be easy. At least a life worth living is never going to be easy, but it can be simple. It can be uncomplicated. It can be straightforward. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wanted to share with you here at the end of the episode that I'm starting to open up my coaching practice to more and more group coaching. So if that's something that is, that's interesting to you, you can go ahead. There's a sign-up form on my website and you can go ahead and sign up for, put in an interest form and, and I'll go ahead and reach out to you about group coaching. If that's something that's that's interesting to you, I would love to bring you into these new masterminds that I'm forming. And as always, you can find everything about what I'm doing and what I'm offering into the world and ways I can be of help to you at willsampson.com. So thanks for joining today. I'm so delighted to share this journey with you. And I will talk to you next week on A Mission Driven You.